There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We understand that uh, defense did a fantastic job. I complimented them on that. But they also understand we win together, we lose together. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Can everyone hear me out there? Orange Zone Podcast. We're here. We're listening. If you're watching, hello on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. It is the Orange Zone Podcast with Samantha Cross and I'm Tommy Sladek. James Mungro in the house here for our weekly deal, and we're talking orange football. And the big thing right now is we have our first loss. First loss of the mm. season for Syracuse football, moving to 6-1. Still a top 25 team in terms of what's coming up today. We got a, a, a brief SU Clemson recap from over the weekend. We'll be talking about this Notre Dame game. That is a sellout. Second in a row, we'll be getting to some predictions, some trivia, and a little SU hoops talk at the very end, just to get folks ready as we get ready to hop into the, the, the season on the hardwood. But Samantha James, how's everyone feeling today? Feeling pretty good. How about you? I'm feeling very good. I mean, listen, of course, a little bit of a disappointment over the weekend, but... Six and one. I feel like Mungro always says this. It's important to keep things in perspective. We can. We always. We said even last week that win or lose, as long as we could take away something from it, learn from some of the mistakes, we could figure out you know a positive to take away from the situation. So I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling excited for what the future holds, especially with a sold out game on the horizon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, like I said before previously, you know, unfortunately we took that L, but. We're still in control of our own destination, so that's always a positive thing. Positive thing, especially when your team is still in the top 25, even after taking on their first loss. So that was a, a big question mark coming out of this one after Syracuse fell to Clemson 27-21 to over the weekend. Again, first loss of the season for the Orange, but only moving down two spots in the AP and coaches poll. Right around where I was thinking, I, I figured they'd be staying around that mark. I think it wasn't a a blowout loss by any by any means. And more than anything, it just it truly showed that both in the, the coaches and the writers in the AP respect the orange. I don't know. I kind of disagree a little bit. On Why that is that? I, I think Hit me should, with I, it. I think we should be a little higher. To be honest with you, uh, I thought we should have been um, move up a spot, not go backwards. Um, we, we played a very tough. We played a tough team. Um, we played not great football, and we still kept it close. Uh, that tells you a lot. I mean, there was a lot of mistakes made during that game, and um, there's some positive things that we did as well. But the negative stuff, the, the the negative stuff that happened on the field, you know, that really hurt us. It's fascinating, honestly, that 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 you say that because I think there's a lot of people that that do agree. What is you look at this game and you say it. You ask people, okay, is, is, is Syracuse better than we thought? But there's also, from the national perspective, they take away from that that Clemson is not as hot as they thought. And people are, mm. uh, let's just say they there's some people on the national level that don't want to see this team in the college football playoff because they're worried about just a, a one-versus-four blowout. And, and I do have to give it to them. I think that top chunk 
I don't believe the Tigers are in there because they did have some moments of just truly not the best football. And end of the day, four turnovers. Shout out to Syracuse defense, but still, there were some ugly moments from the Tiger side of things. Yeah, they're very vulnerable. Um, I don't see t- uh, I don't see Clemson uh, going undefeated the whole season. Um, but again, they made a lot of mistakes, but they were able to win the game at the end. Mm-hmm. At the very end of the game, you know, you're looking for the win and loss, and uh, they were able to pull it out. Uh, with all the mistakes that Syracuse made, um, they still were in the game the whole time. And that, that's the beauty about it. And that tells you, tells you a lot about the players, the coaching staff. Uh, I think uh, the coaching staff, you know, had some decisions. They, they, if they can go back, they would change some things, um, some of the play calling. But, you know, you learn from that. And as a group, you get better each week. And, you know, this, is gonna, this week's going to be very big for Syracuse to bounce back. Yeah, no, I mean, I did want to bring up, <clears throat> I did think it was interesting, you know, where are they going to fall in this week's AP poll? And, Tommy, you might remember this. After the game, I actually threw a poll up on Twitter to ask people, do you think they're going to go up, down, or yeah. stay the same? And 19% said up, 34% said down, 47% thought stay the same. So kind of an interesting spread there. Um, you know, I actually, I have to say initially, I also thought just based on how, how high Clemson was ranked that I actually thought they might bump up a spot or two. Um, but, but it was tough, you know, seeing some of the mistakes that they made Four turnovers surprised me. And as you said, that is a little bit of a shout out to the mob, two interceptions, you know, that, that fumble recovery by Jihad Carter was my play of the game. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I don't think that Clemson played to the level that I was anticipating either. And you also got to remember, you know, it was a hostile environment down there. Uh, both teams are undefeated. Uh, Clemson had all, you know, all the momentum there at their stadium. And we came in there and we still played a terrible game, I felt. But we were in, we were in, we were in within reach the whole time. We had opportunity to actually win the game still. So, uh, like I said, I mean, the coach should look at the tape, go make uh, correct the mistakes. Uh, obviously, one big thing is give Tucker the damn ball. Um, he's, you know, All-American. He's the best player on your team, and he does not have the ball. Like, that does not make no sense at all. Um, but besides that, uh, you know, the quarterback played pretty well. Um, the offensive lineman, you know, uh, at times I felt like uh, they, you know, gave up gave up some stuff. But all in all, the offensive lineman, uh, I felt like the coaches went to the game thinking that, they couldn't run the ball because the guy, you know, Clemson is very big. But in reality, is we were able to move the guys around too, you know. And uh, you know, unfortunately, Tucker only had five carries, and that's 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 unacceptable. And you look at his stat line: five carries, I believe, it was fifty-four yards. So you're talking about on those ten carry, on those five carries, a, a double-digit average. And and you know, I think the the fan base found it found it inexcusable. And and Dino Babers um, ad- addressed that in his post-game press conference on Monday. If we want to play that. When it comes to uh, Tucker having uh, five carries, that's something that should not happen. I agree with everyone else that he should have more carries than that in the football game, and uh, that has been addressed. And going back to that, Dino did say after the game, kind of that that immediate mindset was, you know, it was it was the RPO. They were playing the run pass option. And Clemson was taking away number 34. They were forcing Garrett to be on the move, which, as we saw, he he did have some big-time rushes, especially in the first half. But eventually it just caught up to him because just having that that decision of not handing off the ball, you're going to be a second behind if you are choosing to run. 
And by that point, the pocket was collapsing on him like yes. nobody's business in the second half. But first half, I'll say they played a com- they played a com- uh, they were playing a complete game. I was really happy with the way that they were able to. Mm. It was balanced and, and moving the ball. But again, it was it was a mix of a few things. I thought the 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 momentum in that 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 the offense just felt stagnant. It felt just a little. It just felt dry and against a, a defensive line like Clemson, which you could argue is, is literally the best in the country. Dudes that are going to be playing on Sundays next year, almost all of them, you just can't have that moment. We talked about how they have to play a complete game. Yes. And and they weren't able to do that in the second half, and it was all it took for a top-five team to come back and beat them. I mean, the second half was the problem. Yes, that, 100%. That's what it comes down to. Yes. And there are a couple of things that we could point to. I think one of those is the penalties. There were mm. 10 penalties in the game. Eight of those in the second half alone. Yes. That was a problem. For 88 yards, too. Correct. And also, you know, we're talking about specific penalties I know that meant more than others. A penalty that resulted in a first down that switched the momentum of the game. That's definitely one thing that has to be discussed. But you look at even the Syracuse. This really struck me. The Syracuse second half drive chart. It was six punts and an interception. Yes. That's it. That's the whole second half. So I think that being able to play a complete game, I mean, it, even not forget even a complete game. I think one touch, you know, one touchdown in the second half would have made the difference. It, yeah, and that's the whole thing of you know when you're playing in the the upper echelons, uh, the elite, you know, the top five team, you know, top five team in the country. Um, you can't make mistakes like that. And they and Clemson made a lot of mistakes, and mm-hmm. that was you know, and it balanced them, balanced it out a little bit with the mistakes they made too as well. But we just couldn't capitalize on the mistakes they made. James, Except for the one fumble, obviously. I did want to ask you what you thought about, you know, there was, there was of course, that one penalty, Elijah Fuentes, Cundiff, unnecessary roughness call on the quarterback, pushed him out of bounds. Yes. And we see a couple of plays later a similar situation where Garrett Schrader gets shoved out of bounds and there is no foul called. What did you think? <laughs> well, you know something, I'm going to steal something from uh, uh, Coach Dungy. Uh, don't ever put it in the referee's hand. <laughs> and by saying that is don't put your hands on the quarterback, you know. Um, and unfortunately, the penalty got called on us. When you look at both plays, it looked very similar. Uh, one got called, one didn't, and that was a very crucial part of the game. Um, there's nothing you can say about it except for, you know, I like what Coach Babers said after the game about, the you know, they need to figure this out in a very polite way. But mm-hmm. in reality is, he is ticked off. The players are ticked off. <laughs> okay, He said it very politely. But the players, they're, they're very ticked off about that call. Right, rightfully so, you know. Um, but, again, you, you don't ever want to put that in the referee's hands. <clears throat> we had a, few, I had a few people bring it up to me on, on Twitter the next day, and that, that's, the, that's the beauty of, of watching a game and some plays over again is you do break down the penalty that was on Syracuse, and Clemson's O-lineman gave him – a little shove at the end there, yeah. which I do think propelled into him because you he didn't have his arms extended yes. in terms of, of Fuentes Cundiff here. But you look at the you look at the the Clemson play and it was clear as day. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. shout out his dad, one of my favorites, X Man for the Eagles. You know it, his arms were fully extended. He's all the way out of bounds. Yes. That was the way more. It was more than anything. 
if you're going to call the first one, you got to call the second. And it didn't happen. That's what that's what Babers essentially said. I, I think I think, you know, maybe not in those exact words, but essentially I really felt that he felt like and the reason why he said he he submitted those plays, he wants to hear back from some referees about how things can maybe be changed so that they don't make that mistake in the future, but I think he just wanted to see some fairness across the board. Like to me it's sort of I know that those plays weren't exactly the same, but it sort of had that feeling of, you know, you're watching baseball and there's and there's a strike and then the next one it looks the same and it's a ball kind of situation. Yeah. Like you just kind of wanted a little more fairness. It, 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 honestly, you do. Um, but again, um, in that scenario, I mean, the, the players are playing so hard. As a defensive player, you have to be smart, you know, on both yeah. sides of the ball. Just don't touch the quarterback. You know he's going out of bounds. Just don't touch him. If you don't touch him, there's no there's no flag being thrown. But you know it's easy to say than done because you're in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. and uh, you know a lot of things happened during that time. And but you know Syracuse will bounce back and they'll correct the mistakes. They'll give Tucker the ball <laughs> and we'll get. I back do on, not think that will happen again. And we'll, we'll get no. back. We'll get back on. You know, get back onto the routine we were on. And shout out Sean for still catching a passing TD on that uh, on that wheel route first or first or second drive for them. It was actually a, a great play. It was if you if you rewatch that, you know they had been those defenders outside linebacker. I believe might have been on Sean there, but he bit hard for yeah. just that that short pass. And, and Garrett saw he saw the bite. Timed it perfectly, and, and it was a, a wide open touchdown. But um, you know, great to see him catching the catching the passes too. And I'm sure the NFL scouts love to see that as well, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, he, he caught five receptions he had for mm-hmm. that game too. But again, he needs his touches. He needs to have the ball in his hand at least 20 times, if not 25 times. Yeah. He needs to have the ball. You know, he should be able to touch the ball during the whole game 30 times. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of uh, rushing and receiving as well. Yeah, and I, I hear where you're coming from as far as, you know, that's the thing. I, I love the fact that one thing I love about Syracuse fans is the way they are able to debate, and we all are kind of thinking about the same things and bringing up the, th- the same things, breaking down those plays the day after. But I do. I think it's important to recognize that that call, you know, one way or another, I still don't – there were there were other ways to win that game. Yeah. There Probably, were, it there wasn't were, the decide. No. Yeah, there, they there had were, opportunities. I mean, they, they had six opportunities yes. that resulted in punts. I mean, you know what yeah, I mean? It's 100%. not to, so to say that that you know that that's one factor of of a variety of things that could have changed the outcome. Yeah. So Syracuse stays in it. They don't get blown out. We all predicted Syracuse to win it. I don't think we look stupid at all in that sense. They were Got up it. twenty-one to ten. Um, Jahad Carter balled out. So shout out Jahad. That was a fantastic play. But I think it's 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 time for Notre Dame talk because we are gearing up for a second straight sellout at the Dome. It's exciting stuff. It really is for this Orange football team, and and this is again truly shown to be a, a fan base that they are they are still bought in even with this loss, and they understand this is a team that has a chance to win out and very much can win out um, if they play some great football here down the stretch. And as we get ahead with the with the Fighting Irish, I mean we know their fans are everywhere, so it's going to be mm-hmm. an exciting game. And and taking a look, you know Notre Dame has had Syracuse's number the past few years. Um, the last, the, it's the first time SU has hosted Notre Dame since 2003. Year where the Orange beat a Brady Quinn led Notre Dame team 38 to 12. And man, oh man, running back Walter Reyes, the late Walter Reyes, had one of truly the greatest rushing performances in Syracuse football history. A record at the time, five touchdowns in that game, 30 points. This man was he he was on fire, and he's someone that that was. You know, very close to James Mungro here, and and it meant a lot to him. And and James, tell us, uh, you know, tell us about Walter, and tell us 
um, you know, just about what, what, what he's done for you and, and his legacy with Syracuse football. Oh, uh, well, you know, Walter Reyes, uh, number 34. Uh, he came to Syracuse, and uh, he was a great running back from Ohio. Uh, great young man. Uh, had the opportunity to uh, be his older brother at the time at Syracuse. And uh, great man. He's a better running back than I was ever, you know, at Syracuse. And uh, I don't want to get choked up, but, uh, you know, the late Walter had five touchdowns, uh, 139 touched, uh, 139 um, rushing yards that day. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to the game. I was playing professional at the time, but you know, Walt, he uh, he did his thing, and um, you know, he'll always be remembered here at Syracuse. What was it that that stood out to you? That stood out to you? Uh, you know, talking about Walter as a player. I mean, his his name is 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 forever going to be enshrined in in those record books. But but what was it? What was it that that made him successful? And of course, someone that um, had such an impact on people and his former teammates off the field that I've been reading about for years. His, his smile and his laughter. I mean, he, uh, he was a man that would take his, uh, his coat or shirt off for anybody. Uh, Football-wise, the boy was unbelievably fast. Mm-hmm. And he ran uh, in a weird way. Uh, he leaned forward all, all the time when he ran. And he had his little arm when he would run and be swinging. But uh, the man was tremendously athletic. Uh, I mean, he did a great things for Syracuse. He's, you know, like I said, uh, I don't consider myself uh, – Walt's ahead of me. <laughs> Walt's good. You know, Walt was good. Um, and, he, you know, he was very passionate. And he was, a, you know, as just – he was a good human being. You know, he was a very good human being, great teammate, and a great friend, a great brother. And 19 years later, here we are. Come Fighting around. Irish coming back to the Dome. It's going to be a noon start on Saturday on ABC. So back-to-back nationally televised games. Um, it's clear as day that, that the – Everyone understands that this is a, a team people want to watch. Fun fact, Syracuse-Clemson most watched game over the weekend. I know. And, I mean, isn't that something to celebrate? Just the national I, I attention. I think it is, yeah. I really think it is. You know, the fact that we even, you know, who would have thought? You know, two nationally televised games, so many different eyeballs on it. It's so good for the program, for the future of the program, getting more people invested. Um, and I really do feel like even though we lost that game to Clemson, I think a lot of people were really surprised with that outcome. We discussed that, you know, the people who knew Syracuse as a team kind of had a feeling this could be a close game, but a lot of people in the national conversation disrespect, disrespect. totally disrespected this team. And I think now we have the nation's respect. Mm -hmm. I think we do, Uh, at least on 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 the watch list. And that that's a win. (laughs) And that's one hundred percent a win for Syracuse and what they have accomplished so far. Um, Like we said, you know, the, the game in Clemson wasn't all bad, but there's things that we have to clean up and, you know, by cleaning that stuff up by this week of facing Notre Dame, uh, I can see a very high motivated uh, offense going out there. Yeah. And this is, this is an interesting, very interesting matchup to me um, in, in the numbers that we're going to be breaking down here in the, in the days leading up to this, because Notre Dame is four and three overall. I know. This was a team that was top five, if I'm not mistaken, in the preseason top 25 heading into the season. And, you know, from, from the get-go, I think they were 0-2 to start. They had losses to Ohio State, which we'll get to in a second. Played them actually close. Then they got upset by Marshall. Um, lost to, to Stanford two weeks ago. and they, it, they beat UNLV. They beat UNLV, just crushed them. And it's interesting that, you know, it, this is a 4-3 and three team. Marcus Freeman in his, in his first year as head coach with, with Brian Kelly leaving. And, 
And I think that's the that's the one tough thing. And and I give Coach Freeman a lot of credit because when you go into a place like that, the expectations are immediate success. Yes. It just there's there's the patience. That's the way it should be though. That's the way college football should be. And that's the way Syracuse should be. I mean, you know, you know, I don't want to cut you off at that. No, that's fine. I I get I get kinda little I get really excited when people talk about, well, this school and this school success. And it's like, you know, unfortunately we haven't been playing good ball over the past few years. Uh, but our standards are the same way as Notre Dame standards. We want to win, you know, and that's the thing that I think that fans uh, and people around uh, the university forget about. That, I mean, Notre Dame's Notre Dame, but we're Syracuse. We have just as much pride as Notre Dame does. Foot on the gas. Foot on the gas. No and, breaks. And as we start, and as I get ready to, to ask you guys your numbers in here in terms of what, what sticks out to you about, about Notre Dame, I, I do want to say – Something that is interesting in that Syracuse right now, again, this is Tuesday that we're recording this, right around a two-point favorite, 2.5, which for a team that's number 16 in the country to host a, a Notre Dame team that's 4-3, and three, again, that has had some bad losses this year, that's weird. It's, it feels <laughs> odd. It does feel it does feel a little bit odd. And the thing is, why, like Notre Dame, it's, it's so strange because, again, you look at they won against number 21 UNC. I feel like that makes those losses against Marshall and Stanford more painful. You yeah. know, it's like because I think that I there think have been did. moments. I think they lost to UNC. No, they did beat UNC. They won. My apologies. That's okay. They won against UNC, number twenty-one. So you know, to me, it's it's a situation where we've seen those moments of greatness, but it hasn't been put together completely quite yet. And, and that's the whole thing of uh, they're getting better. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, 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 still, they're still trying to, you know, the mistakes, you know, the mistakes they've been making, unfortunately, you know, they have three losses. So those mistakes haven't been cleaned up right away. You know what I'm saying? So yes. uh, with, with saying that, you know, we lost last week. Let's clean these mistakes up now. And hopefully, you know, it's less mistakes we got to clean up than the mistakes they have. You know, less mistakes. That <laughs> and again, you know, this the the idea of like a first year head coach new. It's a tough situation for me because I agree with you that immediate success should be something that we all are striving for. If I was a first year head coach, I'd be striving for immediate success. But I don't feel like you could be disappointed if that's not the case. Because when a new coach comes in, first of all, you want to be able to give them a couple of years to recruit some of the people who they feel are going to work well with their culture. So I th- honestly, I think about I think about even Gary Gate and Syracuse lacrosse when, when I think about that. Gary Gate took over the program. Everyone's thinking, you know, this is going to be a great year because it's Gary Gate and Syracuse. And the lacrosse team fell a little short. But I think now he has, you know, Joe Spolina in there and some other people. Now we're talking about a different situation. So I don't know. It wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me to see Notre Dame go on a run for the rest of the season here, but it also wouldn't shock me if they end the year, you know, with kind of a similar record to what they have right now. Well, the head coach, was he assistant coach? Was he assistant coach at Notre Dame? He – With uh, Chip Kelly? Tommy, do you or know? With Brian, with Brian Kelly? Yeah, Brian Kelly. Yeah, yeah there, there's so many Kellys <laughs> that go in there. <laughs> He was the D coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. You know what? Let's bring in producer yeah, Brendan. Right? I feel Brendan like would know the answer to Brendan this. Hodges would have the – he probably has this locked in. Brendan, is that correct? Is he D coordinator? That is correct. He was the defensive coordinator last season. Okay. So he is Did, Remember the video that Notre Dame posted of him coming in to, like, meet the team after he was hired too? Like, they were just finishing up a workout – and he walks in in his suit, and they all were just going like crazy because they love the guy, and it's a shame to see that they've struggled with it throughout the course of this year, even though we've seen a similar thing with actually his predecessor, Brian Kelly at LSU as well. 
I do remember that video though, Brendan. I know exactly what you're talking about. And the fact that they wanted to play for him and we're so excited to see that that's who's going to be coaching. I mean, I, that, that to me is one of the most important parts. So if he's a defense coordinator, let's just put this all in perspective. If he's a defense coordinator, he's been around the fellows already, okay? He's been around the, <laughs> he's been around the guys already. Mm -hmm. he, ha he knows the players personally and all that good stuff. And he has recruited his guys he wanted on his defense. So he's familiar with the team, and obviously the, they thought the success would just come, you know, turn right over without no, 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 no problems, nothing like that. But um, you know, there, there's you know, the, the team there, he knows the team very familiar, and I just, I just feel like the players are just not, you know, playing playing to their potential right now. Do you think they should have a better record than they do right now? I mean. I feel like anybody who plays mistake-free football should win. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, mistakes will kill you, you know, mm. and that I think that's what, what's happened to a lot of different teams. Well, that's that's what is happening when you lose. You know, it's mistakes normally. Um, but I, I think, you know, he, he's doing the best he possibly can. And, you know, just by the saying Notre Dame, for some reason, everyone's, you know, it's Notre Dame. But like I said, Syracuse has just as much as pride as Notre Dame. I mean, no, definitely. You, you made a mention of it, Sam, and, it, and again, it's my my last point on them being this this two point <laughs> two and a half point underdog, which on paper doesn't make sense. But then you go down their schedule, and first week, Notre Dame at Ohio State, yes. twenty one to ten, played them very close, lost at home to Marshall, beat California, Cal. Who says California? Nobody <laughs> beat UNC on the road. Barely beat BYU, lost to Stanford, a game they should not have lost at home, and then crushed UNLV. So the UNLV game was the first time this year that they really did what was expected of them against as, as a favorite. And that, to me, explains why the spread is so close is because they're playing the teams that are expected to beat them. Very, they're, they're, they're playing good football, but these other games and they're just not having that complete season. So that the fact that they're on the road, I think it almost, in, in the minds of Vegas, they like that better that they're on the road and not playing there in South Bend. But this, te this team is interesting because there is one guy that, that absolutely sticks out that's going to be a big, um, a, a big, I would say, target for this Syracuse defense that they've had his name all week, and that is, that is Michael Mayer, their tight end. This guy is, I'll be honest, he, he's on his way to, to maybe being the best tight end to ever come out of Notre Dame right now. Six touchdowns on the season. Let me find his exact stats. Where did he go? Too many papers. Hold on. There we go. 44 catches, 526 yards, six touchdowns. No other receiver has more than 23 receptions or a single touchdown. Thank you, producer Brendan, for that one. And he stands out to me, not just because of his numbers, but because we've seen tight ends get the best of the Syracuse defense at times, you had the Purdue tight end, butchering his name right now, Payne, I believe Payne it was. Payne Durham. Payne Durham had, what was it, eight catches, Brendan, against Syracuse in that game? I mean, everyone thought I do about not have that stat readily Charlie available, Jones, but, but he, he caught the game go-ahead touchdown towards the end of the yeah, game, I so, think. That, so right? the tight ends have had their moments of getting open, even the first play from scrimmage yeah. for them. Was a was a toss down field to the tight end, but then again after that Syracuse adjusted and you didn't really hear much of anything from that tight end. So in terms of in terms of locking down and 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 maybe taking on a single player, a single target, what's the mindset of the team when you go into that? Well, I mean our defense was playing very well, so I, I don't feel like they're gonna have a problem of covering their tight end. I mm -hmm. really don't. Um 
I mean, again, you know, coming off this loss, the guy's going to be exciting. He's going to be flying around the ball, um, especially, you know, with Notre Dame being here. I mean, you know, with just one guy, we, I think we'll be able to cover him. Uh, I like that. And, Sam, in terms of getting the crowd into it right away, Orange, or, orange out for this one. Um, what are your expectations? What do you? What adjustments are you looking to see? And, and what's going to be your key to the game here if you have one that stands out? I mean, something that stands out to me about Notre Dame, I was just reading up today, and, and I really like this um, idea that they have a red zone issue. Mm-hmm, I, yes. I read an article that says Notre Dame ranks last in the nation in red zone scoring defense, 84th in red zone offense. And honestly, even more jarring, Notre Dame's opponents have scored on all 17 of their red zone trips. 14 have ended in touchdowns. I know a team that's been very good in the red zone this Ooh, year. <laughs> right? So do I. This one right here. Yeah. They wear the orange helmets. Sometimes, you know, sometimes that's right. the kind – I see that, and I feel like Vegas maybe got this wrong. You know, I see that, mm. and I think Syracuse can take advantage of an issue like that. And, and again, everyone puts Notre Dame on this pedestal, but in reality is they're, they're not as good as you think they are. I mean, the name may sound I hope nice, you're right. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking for Syracuse to go in there and really, you know, put a good, good spanking on them, honestly. I think there's – and I got to ask you this: After having, if you're if you're on a team that that has been cruising, has been winning, and that first loss does happen, um, what's the what's the balance in the locker room, or, or maybe not the balance, but how does how does it, how does a good team make sure that that response is almost even more positive, even more aggressive after that loss, and and have it almost matching that energy that's coming out of a win? Because the, the players the players know. They just played the number fifth team in the country, and the score was close. Mm-hmm. And that tells you a lot with all the mistakes they have. They watched the film. They know the mistakes they made personally. They, they, they've seen the film. They're going to make adjustments. So it's like, okay, listen, fellas, if we just do this stuff correctly and make these adjustments, we know the outcome was going to be. We're going to win. And, um, I mean, ag- again, like we said last week, uh, you know you win this game, everyone forgets about Clemson's loss. I mean, it's just that easy. Oh, now, yeah. Now, on the opposite end of that, if you lose this game, it's <laughs> <laughs> not going to be too pretty. <laughs> but you know what? Like, I, I give these boys a lot of props because week after week, you know, the media, people like us, we're discussing this team. And that's what, you know, we want to be discussing this exactly. team. We've had mostly good things to say, but it's a lot of pressure to be mm-hmm. hearing all that, to be reading all these things on Twitter, to be dealing with all of this. And, you Plus know, academics. Plus, yeah. not to Plus mention they're full-time students. Full, full-time I really students. feel like people forget about that. You know, there's a lot going on here for people who are 21, you know, 22. 20. Family, personal yeah. problems. There's a lot of stuff go, goes on. There's you know. a lot going on behind the scenes. And that's why, you know, and I feel like Coach Babers has this, has this mentality. I can envision being in the locker room and him saying something to the effect of, you know, you can, you can view the Clemson loss as we could have won that game. Or you can view it as, hey, we just showed people. That we could have won that game, you know. What I liked the the, the, the most what Coach said was that uh, we win together and we lose together. We're not going to put a blame on defense, even though I felt like the defense, uh, you know, and the offense knows that. As an offensive player, you know, like we didn't do our job. You know, our defense is holding us long, and that's how it is. That and that's team ball. You know mm. what I'm saying? And that's you know, that's the best best response Coach could say is, uh, you know, we're, we're gonna, we play as a team. We're not going to point no fingers. We're going to get better. And watching that that. Baber's press conference from Monday, man. I thought such a special line was it was talking about the, the culture of his team. And he says, I, I have in my seven years, I ha- it hasn't been like this before. 
this is something different. This is something special. And and to me, I you know, I, I obviously give some credits to to the captains. It sounds like in yes. just reading, Michael Jones had a fantastic article article in the Players Tribune last week. You know, basically with the mentality of of why not us and and talking about from a, a workout that they had in the summer where one player was finishing up the runs in the in the steps at the dome, and one by one the entire team just joined him for that last lap. And and that to me sticks out as just, we see something special. The coaches see something special. The players feel they have something special. And here we are and they're a ranked team with six wins after the over-under on the year was like 4.5 going in. So it's it's unique. It certainly is. And it, and it seems like the, the energy, is it going to be fading from this loss? Not at all. I, I tell you one thing I'm a little concerned with, with Notre Dame is um, their special teams. Mm. Uh, did a little reading up on them, and uh, they blocked some punts this year. Uh, in the one game, uh, UNLV, they blocked two punts. So um, we got we to gotta be ready for the special teams. And that's how, you know, a, a team that may be struggling on offense, you know, on offense, you know, that's where you get some points on special teams, you know, block punts, you know, all that good stuff. So, you know, that's – Syracuse going to have to definitely be alert for that because you're going to get – Notre Dame's going to throw the book at you. I mean – they have to win this game. Their schedule does not get any easier. And, you know, mm-hmm. like like I said, we're all – both teams are, you know, playing with pride and going to do big things. So uh, I would imagine they're going to have a couple of little trick plays in there, try to quiet the, quiet the dome down. But I don't think it's going to be quiet for that long. I know. Keep it loud in there. <laughs> keep it loud. And, and if Notre Dame and – in terms of the articles you're going to be seeing this week on what's what's the Fighting Irish's keys to the game, is they're going to try to be running the ball like Clemson did because Will Shipley, number one, um, even though we, he, we caused his first fumble, uh, the kid ran 172 yards. And a part of that, I think, was just a, a beat-down defense by that second half. I'm sure they were they were pretty burned out. But, um, you know, credit to Clemson, of course, but they they got some yards. They got some yards on the ground. And so Notre Dame's going to be trying to do the same thing. Three different guys that all have 70-plus carries. So they split it, They split the time, and they get the fresh legs in there, yes. which I, I know you've been in a split backfield before, too, and it's a it's a strategy to where you know, I'm sure the def, the, off, the defense is out there just like, oh, my gosh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, man's exactly. coming in again, they got fresh another, legs. Another person, you know, that type of thing. But, uh, again, our defense has been playing very sound ball. And, you know, you saw some, some guys get banged up, and they come back and they start making plays. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're really excited, and uh, I, I see the defense really taking the game over, honestly. yeah, The mob. The mob. The mob. Mobbing. Mobbing the prediction time. Mobbing the prediction that? time. <laughs> what voice I, were you going for there? <laughs> Every time I say the mob, I feel like I need to be like, the mob. I don't know. It just needs to have be that, more like. Have that extra energy in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like a little like like a little growl or a little like roar. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got to say, our, our blue walls here, they're, they're kind of like a plaster. I feel like it would be one of those where you know, maybe the folks at home, it kind of looks like it's solid concrete. But mm. if you were to go up, Sam. And take a swing at it. I bet you could have like a real nice dry, <laughs> drywall punch. So. I, I don't think it'd be too tough to break through. I don't know if they're the trying mob, to see all that. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> we'll try it and get or, back to you. Or you could just try to break the table. Yeah, right. You could do that too. That Flat, seems tougher. Glass, Although I like this table. <laughs> I feel like we should keep it around for a little bit longer. All right, next episode. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Let's do it. We'll do uh, predictions now. Prediction time. Who wants to start it off? Mongrel. Mongrel does. Yeah, I did start it off last time. So we're going to James. Predictions for Syracuse. Notre Dame this Saturday, October 29th. I say we win by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say that, I say uh, 28-14. Okay. What's the mindset? I, I think the offense is going to really come out and uh, give the ball to Tucker and uh, feed him the ball all different ways, the swing routes like he does out of the backfield, even, you know, up and ups, mm-hmm. uh, out and ups. Um, so, uh, and, you know, Schrader's going to continue to run as well. Get the ball to Gatson, uh, get maybe Cooper out there, get some other receivers out there getting the ball to as well. And uh, I think the offense is going to be a lot more effective this, this game. Samantha? I'm going to go Syracuse 35, Notre Dame 28. I think Notre Dame is always a challenging opponent. When I look back at the times that they've played, they hold the all time record 7 to 3. Last time Syracuse won was 2008. Um, there's a lot on the line here, but I think with a 4-3 and three record, first-year head coach, I do not think that they're going to be able to pull off the win here. I really think Syracuse is, is a little bit underrated. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, I think, I think to Notre Dame right now, this really feels like a pivotal game. Like this is sort of going to decide how the rest of our season is going to be, what kind of team are we going to be in uh, Marcus Freeman's first year. So I do think that they're going to put it all on the line. That's that's what I'm going with. And Matthew Bergeron does he he's, he talks to me about playing four quarters and having to finish. And he goes at, at halftime if we're up, he goes especially after a game like Clemson, everyone's mindsets are going to be on this means nothing because it doesn't. End of the day, no one cared that no one cares that Syracuse was up 21 to seven when you're ending up losing and not scoring another point on there. So I see a, a team as a whole that's going to be hungry. They showed they belong, and now it's time to keep putting dubs on the board. I got Syracuse winning this one, and I think it's going to be back and forth. I think Notre Dame's going to have their moments. I think this tight end has his catches. But end of the day, it feels more – I trust in the defense at this point. I know what they can do. We've seen what they can do week in and week out. The mob performs. No matter who's going down, they're filling in the spots and making it work. I just see this being more of a statement for the offense that wasn't able to get it done in that second half, and that is more Sean Tucker. That is a Rondé Gatson continuing to do his things because defenses, until they're triple covering them, like we saw at the end of that game and having double spies, he's going to keep catching passes. No one's been able to stop him. But I do think we should try to and want to see the emerge. of we, We've seen the, the spots of Devon Cooper coming in there, but Courtney Jackson's been real quiet for a few weeks, hasn't really had those targets. I want to see a little bit more of a balance in that receiver space, especially with how much attention is coming on Gadsden. So I think this ends up being a, a little bit of a, a funky score. I don't, know, I don't know how it gets to here. But I'm predicting like a Syracuse 33 or 34. Brendan's going to want an answer. So, you know, I, I, I see a Syracuse safety in this one just with the level of noise in there. Okay. So, um, you know, I think there's going to be four Syracuse touchdowns, two field goals, 
or no, sir, no, four touchdowns. Not a math guy. Not a math guy. Four touchdowns. No a one field in journalism goal, is. <laughs> and a safety to make it Syracuse thirty-three, Notre Dame twenty. But what made you? I mean, I know you said a lot of stuff just a little bit ago. I'm, I put a lot you, out you, there. You, you really Thanks did. for staying you, with you me. You really did put a lot out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like that score. I, I mean, I, I do think Syracuse could really um, exploit um, Notre Dame and make make a statement to the nation again and show them that we belong where we're at. I could see this going close too. I mean, it's Vegas just the way is throwing that, the me. way that they're able to play these good teams. It's just they're they're stepping up on the road. It's it's fascinating. It's odd, but. End of the day, I think Syracuse just coming off that loss, there's just the motivation, it's still there. It hasn't wavered. You know what I was thinking about, too, as well, is that the game's going to be sold out, but there's going to be a lot of green in the stands. Well, mm-hmm. right. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot, of fan, a lot of fans, you know, big Notre Dame fans around here and, you know, throughout the, the tri-state area uh, has marked us on the counter and, and probably wanted to, you know, known their, their fans. They really don't care about Syracuse. They want to go see Notre Dame play. So I would say there's a, a good amount of fans in that dome of, for Notre Dame. Well, that's a question that Brendan posed earlier. What do you think is the percentage on, on green jerseys here? Oh, boy. Um, say 30%. Yeah, 40. maybe. I would maybe say, 30? I would say 30. Maybe, maybe a quarter because you also are going to have people that are, that are Syracuse fans that also maybe even grew up a bit Notre Dame fans. <laughs> I experienced that. Wearing when, the hat. When, uh, you know, I'll bring this up any time I can, but – Temple Football hosted game day in 2015. Special year, but they hosted Notre Dame on Halloween. And there were multiple people I know, you know, Philadelphia area, a lot of Irish people, but people that did have a very deep connection to Notre Dame, but they, they went to Temple and whatnot, and they are saying to themselves, I, I got to stick with my, my, my Temple jersey today, or I got to stick with my Notre Dame jersey. So I think we'll see some sections of families and friends that do have uh, <laughs> repping both teams. And it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. And, and before and we forget, be. It should yeah. be. It should be. I mean, that's what the fans are there for, for both teams. The fans are supposed to come out and have a nice – time with your family uh to watch a f- f- football game and they're gonna see a good one and before we forget brendan brendan has his prediction brendan what do you got i was about to say you're gonna take the only guy who's undefeated in this oh. predictions game out of here like <laughs> i take no pride by the way i i was at brendan a wedding did predict this right. i was he at a wedding this, this right. weekend and um both my cousins and my mom's side are getting married um one this past weekend the one who's getting married this, not this weekend, but the weekend after, his fiance went to Clemson. So she was paying attention to this game as much as we all were. And she was, she, she told me she was sweating throughout the day. So, um, for what that's worth. But yeah, like I said, two and now. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, look, I just think SU's proven they can win consistently against bad teams, yes, but also good teams as well. We saw them beat NC State, granted, with a back quarterback. Um, in my eyes, I was worried that I wasn't going to be two and out coming into this weekend because I thought they should have won that game. Um, and I thought they did everything they could to win that game until you know the entire second half. Um, I just don't think Notre Dame has enough guys on the outside. Like even if Garrett Williams doesn't play this weekend again, I think SU's corners will be able to hold it down. SU will be able to control the middle of the field and keep uh keep Michael Mayer from really doing some damage. I think they hold him to like 50 yards receiving and they win this game 23-17. Look at that. Love it, love it, love it. Right. And, yeah, quick shout-out to, uh, you know, the, the secondary that, that stepped up. Rob Hanna had an interception in that one, and, and even with Garrett going down. And, and I loved, loved the game plan of that. He was literally out there 
in warmups, not exactly doing the high intensity stuff, but leaving it as a question mark to the point where he literally dressed up just to be on the sideline, just to keep punts <laughs> on their toes. I respect the heck out of that yep. by Tony Wine, Dino Babers. I think that's, I think that's hilarious. I think it was smart because they had to say to themselves, is this NFL prospect going to be playing? But guess what? They may be, I think they tried or I think they tried our secondary maybe twice that whole game. Yeah. People don't try him. People don't try him. Defense is playing good. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, like I said, the defense is uh, – the guys are just flying around the ball. They're excited. I mean, if we had a little bit, a little bit more offense – or well, any offense the second half, the outcome probably would have been different. Yeah. Definitely would have been different. But we can't look back anymore. Yeah, we got to look let's, forward. Let's, let's move forward. Moving move forward. And we got to look forward. at trivia. Notre Dame, we got trivia. Got a little Syracuse hoops talk. And, again, three of us since we've started truly counting our predictions, one, one, and one. Around the table, Brendan 2-0, and which hurts me to say that, but we'll, well, we have to address. Honestly, shout out, Hodges. Well done. Uh, trivia time. Let's do it. Let's get this. Okay, guys. So a uh, two-part question today, um, starting with this. Um, in recent years, and we all know this, SU, Notre Dame, they've played many times, but most recently have really faced off at just two neutral sites. Name both of those sites. That's part one of the question. Name both neutral sites that SU and Notre Dame have played at in recent years. I think Meadowlands and MetLife. I think I got this. I'm going to go... Well, is it Meadowlands... Is, is Meadowlands... Is, Meadowlands was... Or was was the Met, was MetLife? Is it the exact same location? No. It's not? It's two they, different they, spots? They moved it over three inches. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> But it was, I want to say, Yankee Stadium for sure. That's definitely Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So Yankee Stadium and and whatever was there in Jersey at the time. That is correct. Yankee Stadium and MetLife. Uh, Now to the part where, uh, and James and I were talking about this earlier. This is the part of the question that I said would make uh, him and everyone else really mad at me. Um, Closest to the pin, without going over, how many miles separate Yankee Stadium and MetLife? Ooh. All right, so we got North Jersey for MetLife. For reference, I have this mile down to the tenth of a mile. So, like, it, from like, he, <laughs> for, so like from here to my house, Tommy is like ten point two miles. I'm looking okay. for a number like that. Okay. All right. I'm I'm pretty good at geography. So we got we got North Jersey. We got we, uh, is Temple we got a big the, geography school now? No. <laughs> Communications, not math. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> at least not for me. But we got North Jersey. We got the Bronx. Bronx are going to be going north of Manhattan, Jersey South. Um, 18.5 miles. That's actually, I think that might be pretty good. That was bold. <laughs> he doesn't do any any math, any anything. <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to go prices Right style, go like 18.6 on him? No. I'm going to I'm gonna wait to Did see nobody hear say. me when I said you can't go over? Like, it is prices Right style. It's not like you're going so that way. It's I like, said yeah. something, so I went over. So let's no, I'm, yeah, not, I'm yeah, just saying. Exactly no, that's exactly what he meant. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, as Tommy said, are you doing it prices Right style? And I'm just saying, like, it is prices Right style. You can't go over. Or it doesn't count, or you lose. Okay. Really? That's All what right. I just said that. I said, without going over. No, I understand. I know you, I remember to the you pin. saying that. I'm a little disappointed, but I get it. Why are you disappointed? I told you I how know. this was going to work. You did. He was What's clear. Your number? What's your number? No, I want to wait for you. You want to wait for me? Yeah. See, that that felt really right to me, but I'm also <laughs> in my mind like I'm driving that, right? Like I'm driving, <laughs> I'm driving that, and I'm thinking about the time. But we're also talking about NYC. Like that's just that's a different beast. So I'm I'm gonna go lower in that sense and probably say twelve. 
12.7. I'm going to go 12.7. Sam, hit us with it. I'll Nailed go... It. I'll go... 10. 10 miles from MetLife to Yankee Stadium. What is the answer? I, I like to change my answer. <gasps> okay, hold on. He's got, a quick, he's got a quick change. <laughs> Who do you think you, you so are? Bold. He's got a quick change. Brendan, Who, what's the rule on that? Who do you it's think you are? It's you locked in. in your answer two minutes ago. <laughs> Super Bowl champion James Munger is allowed to change his answer. No, he's – what? I, I, I was going to go with 13.5 no. miles. Okay. That's BS, man. You can't change your answer and then <laughs> win. It, it was 13.6 miles between Yankee Stadium and MetLife. Yo. That should not count. No. Why does that? Wait, because you changed your answer at the last second. I knew he, he was right because Brennan right was because, mad. Yeah, see that? You said lock in the answer <laughs> take, take at 18.5. No, Brennan, Brennan, take you your ball and go home, Brennan. That's why you need We talked about <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can play basketball now. Brennan, I actually, I actually agreed with you, and that's why I, I think we need to say something. If something comes up like this and we haven't established the rules, I think we need a majority rule situation. Can I, the, does anybody have a red challenge flag that I, I can throw? I would throw the flag on that. i got to be honest. I didn't love that. You want to challenge? My, my yes, answer? I thought that you should have been locked in. Mm. You said you were locked in. Here's here's the interesting thing: the person that goes first is always going to get cold feet. That's so why it's I was a question of. Yeah, I didn't want to go first though. You guys pointed yeah. at me like, you go first. No, I'm like, no, pointed no, at you. No, I didn't point at you, no, Tommy. That's Tommy's fault. <laughs> That's Tommy's fault. <laughs> I don't think I did it. I, I mean, I will give it to him. You you are on kind of a heater here. If we do count that, which <laughs> which I think we do, but that's, like that's bogus, if you don't count that, I said thirteen point five. He's all thirteen point six. You said eighteen point five first. You, you, <laughs> like, I, 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 I give my, I give, so, I give us some credit. Like I said, I just, I just think we, we need how some about, real about, established rules he, heading into these okay, things because everyone ends one? up. It, it seems like no matter who wins, someone has ended up upset. Every week. No, I, no, we haven't. And it's usually Brendan. We, we, we have not ended up upset. Last <laughs> week was very cordial. I think this week, James was just like, you know what? I'm going to mess with him. He actually has something else, I think, too, right? I, I, I do, I do. The fact about, that it was 13.5 is so perfect. That like, is that's crazy. a perfect second guess. <laughs> so I got one for you, Brandon. Okay. And let's, let's do, go for it. Let's do this. If you guys get it right, then my answer won't count. Okay. 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 If, you get, if you get it wrong, then, then my answer counts. Done. Deal. Okay. Fine. I'm Deal. cool with that. Deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are we sure? We write it down. Hundred percent. I will. We'll just. It's, it, it's, on, it, it's on video. It's being recorded. Yes. I think yeah. we're good with that. You know, that's funny you said it because the beta does not lie, and that's when I say that. Um, that was a little slogan the coach would always say to you, like, oh, "Coach, I didn't do that. I, no, that wasn't me. I didn't hold." Well, <laughs> let's watch the tape. <laughs> you were holding right there. Okay, so this is the trivia question I got for you: How many touchdowns has Notre Dame scored in a single game? This year? No. In, in general? In general. Like the, the, mo the most they've ever scored. In a single game. Was it? Do you, was do this you like, know the answer was to this? this like, yes, like, I know the Was this like 1930s? Was this way back? You can't start. He, well, maybe. Is it, you you can would, decide the, to answer the, that question. The decade would help. I mean, like the, the rough... The rough time Think of it this way, like me. if we're talking like, because I was going through the SU record books the other day and like they've scored like 144 points against somebody before. That's a lot of touchdowns to score. So like, and no one would ever guess like 20 touchdowns. Well, I feel like, I feel like you're taking the, the air out of, out of this one for thinking about 20 touchdowns, but I would say, touchdowns. I would say, <laughs> I, I would say, <laughs> and it was in 33 minutes. Oh wow! The game lasted 33 the minutes. The game lasted 33 minutes. Who was it against? Houston Baptist? 
it lasted 33 minutes, and they scored a lot of touchdowns that game. McAllister College. <laughs> Honestly, you probably. You didn't have to do that. Probably. <laughs> Brendan's on my You didn't I have think, to go you know, there, man. It's funny you mentioned that. Rules, Mc- the rules and the time was different back then. Got it. Yeah. So it is not modern. I'll say 12 then. I'll say 12 touchdowns in 33 minutes. Yeah. 12 probably, touchdowns prob- in 33 minutes. Probably 12. What do you say, Samantha? I'll go... I'll go 10. Brandon? I'll say 14. Okay. 20. Oh, golly, I forgot the answer. 27 touchdowns. What was this? Who were they playing? 27 touchdowns they scored. Who were they playing? They were playing the YMCA. Is this when they were playing a YMCA? (laughs) Hold on. That's a real thing. And also, you said. 20 touchdowns. I, well, it sure did. I do believe they're, they're 1905, is... 33 minutes. Notre Dame scored 27 touchdowns. Oh my gosh. Notre Dame. It's either 27 or 24. I think it's 27, though. I would never ask something like that, to be, to be <laughs> fair here. <laughs> so, For, if you, got, you guys probably don't know this if you're, if you're listening. When James first joined us, what, like, th- what, it's been four weeks now, right? I'm on my fourth week. And yeah. as soon as we're done, he comes up to me and he's like, yeah, I was talking to Tommy about you. And I was like, what the hell is this dude doing asking all these hard trivia questions? And I was like, Compa- compared to that one? Well, I, I mean, <laughs> here we go. Because I, I watched your first episode. I was like, wow, look at this dude here. He's on his A game. And I, <laughs> I got to come prepared. You're, <laughs> you're right up on my A game. <laughs> like, I got to come back. I got to be prepared. I got, this, I got the staff for you. Okay, what is it? What is it? I can't even tell you what this means. Notre Dame scored its most points ever against American uh, Medical. <laughs> who? Winning 142 to nothing. <laughs> so I'm only on Wikipedia for complete reference here, but American was, Medical. What does that even? What does that even mean? For American Medical. I, I mean, guess was it was just. <laughs> it was just if you were, if you wanted to be in medicine, you just went to American Medical. But funny thing is, is around that time, I need to double check the team, but there was a game I believe with Michigan in which. They won a quote unquote championship against the Detroit area YMCA, which is so funny. Just oh just saying that out loud is is very very funny. But um, let's let's finish out the show here. Little Syracuse football I, hold talk. A yeah. So what do you got? I, thirteen point five counted. Thank you. That's true. We didn't get the we didn't get an answer. We didn't get the answer. We didn't even come close actually. So Mungo gets. I'm it. sick at this, <laughs> but I, I accept it. I well, you know, we'll take it to the polls. Comment, comment if you think Mungro's answer should count. Yeah, I am. We want to hear from you. Uh, anyway, SU men's basketball. They, uh, depending on when you're when you're listening to this, they will have had a exhibition game Tuesday night. Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Uh, but don't get it twisted. IUP balls out. That is one of the best D two teams in the country. It is Western PA, Pittsburgh area, um, and then you know going off that. I mean, we got you know PSAC, great. Great conference. Great conference. One of the best in the country in terms of D2 football. Uh, Keeping it moving, we have Lehigh, Colgate, Northwestern, three straight games um, in terms of starting the regular season. And then you got the SU women's team. They have only one exhibition, but it's with LeMoyne. So I love when LeMoyne and Syracuse play in anything. It's just fun. It is great for the community. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got four straight with Stony Brook, Colgate, Binghamton, LIU all at home. Felicia Leggett Jacks, first year. Let's go. Um, Can't wait for this one. I think they're going to make an immediate, immediate impact. Can I? Uh, throw yeah. a hot take out there real quick yes real quick let's do it is su on upset alert against colgate again this season mm. oh always at oh. this point at this point as long as matt langles there always that's right? a, that's i mean he's come what so close he's come that's so close right to there. getting that march madness upset 
so close. It's only a matter of time. I think it could happen this year. I'm the question is Wisconsin. how many threes they shoot, Colgate. Lights out, man. Lights <laughs> out. We'll see if they do it again, but shout out, shout out your Raiders. Shout out, Sam. We'll All see. Right. Thanks for Frank. Thanks for listening to the Orange Zone podcast. I'm Tommy Sladek. James Munger, Samantha Crossan for producer Brendan Hodges, Brian and Ellie, Caitlin Richards, the whole team. Great show, guys. Great show. Notre Dame this weekend. We'll be back next week as we get ready for the Orange to hit on the road at Pittsburgh. We'll by, by this time, we, we should be 7-1. Uh, and one. We shall see if All it happens. All right. Later. Thanks for watching. We're out.